Thank you for taking a listen. My name is Deanne Martin-Soros, and I'm your host that is very excited to kick off Aging Vision. This episode of Aging Vision is being brought to you by Amdahl In-Home Care. Amdahl In-Home Care provides care to elderly in their homes in various locations in California. You can visit them on the web at amdahlinhome.com. My goal of the show is to help you with challenging situations that you might be facing related to care of a loved one, or it might be something that you're dealing with for yourself. It might be neither of those reasons. Hopefully you have an interest because our demographics are showing that we have an ever-increasing aging population coupled with a diminishing workforce in the United States. Do you ever think about what it's going to look like for you as you age? I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I'm just going to die in my sleep. The reality is that is not what usually happens. At some point, everyone will require a level of assistance. The time period could be short or it could be lengthy. It might be a nominal amount of help or it could be a great deal of help. Most needs happen when you are in the sunset of your life, but that isn't always the case. It can happen when you least expect it and are completely unprepared for it. I'm hoping that Aging Vision provides you with information, suggestions, and support. Sometimes it feels like we can be completely alone in what we are going through, and it is hard to decipher what might be helpful in each situation you face related to the aging process, especially when you are so overwhelmed. I will be covering several topics that might make you ponder, What is my desire for my aging vision, and what planning needs to take place to make that vision happen? First, though, I wanted to take the time to tell you a little bit about myself and why I feel so emboldened to share information with you. I have always been an empathetic person, sensitive to the needs of others, and eager to help as I can. When I graduated from high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I'd go to a dental assistant program since I liked to smile and I had straight teeth. When I read the brochure while waiting for my appointment, I noticed that a medical assistant could give an injection, and I quickly changed my mind. Giving an injection sounded so cool and something I really wanted to do. Little did I know we'd have to give multiple injections to each other. It was a seven-month program, and when I had completed it, my grandfather was going through a lengthy stay in the VA hospital that was located 45 minutes from our home. I used to go three to four times a week to encourage him to eat, then building strength by making him walk in the hallways and even assisting him to the bathroom. This couldn't have been easy for my granddad. I was his firstborn grandchild, and we were very close. This experience allowed me to see the role of a registered nurse. I knew then that I wanted to start going to nursing school and immediately enrolled in a local community college. Nursing school, while difficult, was very rewarding. I was all of 23 when I entered the program. At that age, you think you are invincible. And older people, well, older people just seem like they were pretty old. School began to make me look at people differently. During my oncology rotation, I was helping a man that had just recently had a surgery for cancer. He was up in the bathroom, and as he was standing washing his hands with me next to him in a very tight space, As I was holding all the IV lines, our face is caught in the bathroom mirror, and he said to me, when I look into the mirror, I see this old wrinkled face, but inside I feel the same as I did when I was in my 20s. That was one of those moments that has stuck with me all of my life. He was 56 at the time, the age I will be this coming year, and I know exactly what he meant. 
In my last semester of nursing school at the age of 24, I had an experience that was one of the toughest I had yet to be exposed. My granddad's health had been declining for a few years. He had damage to his lungs from years of smoking, and he was battling lymphoma. For the few years prior, I was the only one living near my grandparents. Their four children were out of the area, and all the grandchildren were elsewhere except me. Others would visit as they could, but I felt the pressure. My granddad had a hospital bed at home, and I was there frequently. In that last semester of school, I had a few absences to take him to appointments at the VA hospital. My grades and clinical performance were good, but nursing school had strict attendance requirements. I was placed on probation, and any more absences, I would have to repeat the semester. And that was something I absolutely did not want to do. Back then, we didn't have home health coming out. My nanny and I were just managing. My nanny was an empathetic, caring woman. She would have been a nurse. But my granddad was being called away during World War II, so they snuck off and got married. At that time, a woman couldn't be married going through nursing school, so she was kicked out of her program after a small announcement appeared in the local newspaper from obtaining a marriage license. One day when I got there, I knew we had to get him to the hospital. I felt so overwhelmed, and then out of the blue, for many hours away, my uncle showed up that day. I felt such a sense of relief. He is a nurse, and his calmness was so needed by me. We loaded my granddad into the car and took him to the VA hospital. He was trying to smoke his fingers like cigarettes in the car on the way up there. It was so hard to watch. The carbon dioxide in his brain was just too high, and he was very confused. Once he was evaluated in the emergency room, the doctor came out and said a decision had to be made. Place him on a ventilator to breathe or don't. My nanny wasn't clear on what was being asked of her, but I knew. I knew my granddad had suffered. He was continuing to suffer and was nearing the end of his life. I had to explain to my nanny what that meant. It had to be one of the hardest decisions that she ever had to make. She chose not to have her husband of many years resuscitated or placed on a ventilator. We watched my granddad fight to breathe in a state of unconsciousness. It lasted for a little less than a very, very long week, and then my beloved granddad was gone. He died two months before I graduated nursing school. He would have been proud that I finished my goal. This experience probably led to the next, and I went into the intensive care unit upon graduation. There was such a shortage of nurses, but it seems like there's always a shortage of nurses. So if you're listening out there and you, you are looking for a career opportunity, nursing is a great way to go. It opens a lot of doors. It gives you a lot of different options to do different things. I was open to learning multiple departments and working extra hours. Ultimately, I worked in the emergency room, recovery room, and endoscopy. After having nursing experience for a year, I would moonlight in what was called the nurse registry. This was very good money, and I found it challenging to go into a place you didn't know and had to acclimate to working a shift pretty quickly. I worked in 19 different hospitals in California during that period of time. My next venture in the hospital was house nursing supervision. This was the person in charge after Monday through Friday hours when unit managers went home. This is where I was exposed to creative staffing and being able to troubleshoot problems. I loved it all, including the adrenaline rush that came with being a nurse, especially in the most stressful of situations. 
Eventually, we moved to another community for my husband to go to school, and I had a bad experience with a nurse manager that didn't put out a work schedule, which impacted my daycare provider. After she told me that daycare wasn't my problem, I answered an ad that morning for a retirement community, and I left hospital nursing for good. I had found my love in a place where I least expected it. I was hired by an affiliate of a home health company to develop relationships with the retirement community residents and to determine if they had skilled needs. Skilled needs offered them assistance that was covered by Medicare. We will delve into that topic in future shows. I was also identifying if they had needs with personal care, and my job was to sell those services at a cost. Selling private services was strange at first. Cost of care was not something discussed in nursing school, nor did I ever have to discuss it with anyone in the hospital. At the time, I knew nothing of home health, but I had nursing skills that allowed me to identify things that would help these residents stay in the living arrangement that they were currently in. I loved that job. I was able to play Yahtzee and socialize with the residents. It was a far cry from the emergency room where being cussed out was not uncommon. I enjoyed hearing their stories of what they did in their younger years. My daughter was five at the time, and the residents liked that I would bring her in for visits. She made them happy, and it gave her exposure to older people. This was where I learned that as much as I adored my grandparents, not everyone was blessed to have that type of relationship, and this made me sad. I was overseeing a handful of employees to provide the personal care of the residents. I loved the challenge of the business aspect, and it was rewarding to keep the residents in the environment that they were in. It was here that I began to learn that no one likes to move to a higher level of care. The program I was overseeing became the most successful in the state, and after a year, I was asked to take over the other 22 locations. Me, who was always eager to learn and do more, thought, sure, I can do that, without really realizing what I was getting myself into. Let's just say I had more than a few crying jaunts wondering what the heck did I do, I was on the road frequently with 300 employees in my division, a division that I discovered was losing $188,000 a month. Within a year, I had it to break even, and this became the period that I learned a lot about having employees, legalities, and the importance of the bottom line when it comes to delivering needed care. Two years into that venture, I was asked by my sister to speak with someone that wanted to start an in-home care company. After many conversations, I made the decision to take a risk and see what would happen. Our in-home care company was created in 1999. Currently, we have 160 employees providing in-home care in multiple counties in the state. My husband and I made the decision to move back to the community we were from when, we, when he finished law school. Upon our return, I was hearing about quality issues at our local hospital, the hospital that I had started my nursing career in that intensive care unit. It held a special place in my heart, and I thought I could do some good, so I took out papers to run for a seat on the elected board. I served for eight years and learned a great deal about reimbursement, or lack thereof, as well as numerous other things. I've had other experiences in my career that have included serving on a state-level board for workers' compensation for district hospitals. I performed assessments for long-term care insurance eligibility and geriatric care management services. About five years ago, 
I started a second business, Wheelchair and Gurney Transportation, which is a much-needed service to assist with getting those that have mobility issues transported to wherever they need to go. Currently, we have a fleet of 12 vehicles. I sometimes find it very interesting the types of transportation we're doing. We have a, a regular that we take once a month to have breakfast at a, a little cafe with his cronies. And then after that, we take him on to the grocery store to buy some flowers. And then after that, we head to the cemetery. And then we wheel him out in his wheelchair to the gravesite of his wife. And he's able to put those flowers there once a month. Those type of things make you feel really good about opportunities that you can provide to people. I have been providing health care in one capacity or another my entire adult life, and I believe these experiences are preparing me for what is going to be the hardest walk I will ever take. My husband, the love of my life, has had Parkinson's disease for almost 10 years. He had to leave his law career a year ago, and the coming years will be a constant new normal for us. I'm well aware what Parkinson's looks like. I see care plans of clients daily in my business, and I know that I'm in the process of becoming a family caregiver. Having his blessing and the blessing of our daughter to produce aging vision was the first thing taken into consideration. As you can hear, I'm an open book, and I'm sure I will be sharing personal experiences as the show evolves. I don't profess to be a specialist of any kind, but I'm a very good generalist, and my intent is to share things that I have learned over my vast career with each of you. Topics that I hope you will find interesting and relevant to what you might be going through. I will be educating on types of care, coverage of care, costs of care, and I will share some of the simple things that happen as we age and begin our decline. I hope to make you think about what you can do to make the transition a little safer for yourself and easier on your loved ones. While these topics aren't always exciting, and they're definitely not glamorous, they are a very big part of reality that we all must face someday. I hope that you will join me on this journey to examine your aging vision. I would like to again thank our sponsor, Amdahl In-Home Care, for providing support for this podcast. If you would like to support the show, please subscribe or you can take a screenshot and share with others or you can do it the old-fashioned way by telling your family and friends to check out agingvision.com. Until next time, thank you for listening and whatever walk that you are on, I hope that you can look for joy in your day. <music>